Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. The concept of something foreign in your body is one that a lot of people could potentially relate to. Could you imagine if there was something inside you tagged, tracking, giving information that you weren't even aware of? Well, this is a phenomenon that happens and it's been coined as an alien implant. Within this episode, we're going to get into a few cases of alien implants and the doctor who has really established it in the mid to late 90s. So let's get into it. experience happened I kind of just put it in the back of my mind thinking oh my friends and family are gonna think I'm crazy and now I saw a show about this doctor removing alien implants from people I was born in Berlin in 1943 first time I had contact we were living in communist occupied Germany in a little village. I was three years old. At three years old, At they're, three years they're old. monitoring you. Yes. It is very, um, how should I say, trying at times to digest it all, you know? Expected the um, alien object was in 1995. 95. Wow. And uh, that I, I only did for amusement purposes. Alien abduction and strange implants extracted from people from around the world. Dr. Roger Lear has performed 16 surgeries and has removed 17 implants that are extraterrestrial in origin. So alien implants could potentially be a serious thing. You know, are you experiencing it? Do you know someone who's experienced it? Or are you just curious about learning about the topic? I think in the ultimate opinion, there's a lot of different theories about what the alien implant is used for, how, it's, how it can be placed in your body and what it's actually doing. Now, what's so interesting about it is there's a lot of different theories and a lot of people who generally just have a hard time believing it and people who actually have them have a hard time believing it and don't understand. Now, whenever we think about the phenomenon of aliens, I really talk about this a lot because it's a really interesting point if you, if you can calibrate the time period that we get more information talking about it and kind of going from that point. Well, if we look at a time period of 1947 and related to Rosalind, it gives us the ability to under, understand before and after that point because I think it's a very interesting point within the history of UFOs. In one story about alien implants is actually being first recorded within um, American history, I guess if you could call it, from a magazine called Magolan Magazine. Now, this is from Wikipedia, and it's interesting because it said impacts, implant, Im, I'm sorry, alien implants can be traced back to 1957, according to Long John Neal's radio show interview with a UFO researcher named John Robinson, where Robinson recounted that a neighbor claimed of being kidnapped by an alien in 1938 and given a small earphone placed behind his ear. 
Now, this is a really interesting concept, and it's one that kind of shows you where people were thinking at this time and point, but when we actually look at the placement of alien implants, it's never really going to be in a vital cavity. So it's not going to be in your skull. It's not going to be in any lungs, hearts. With, with the majority of the information that indicates it's going to be placed in a location that isn't really tactically um, or relevant to your body. So if you can think about a lot of these implants, they're going to be placed close to a bone, potentially in your hand or in your leg or your thigh, somewhere that it can be used. Now, somewhere where it's not going to potentially harm you. Now, I think probably the most interesting aspect of it, and on the intro you heard a little bit about Dr. Roger Lear. Now, Dr. Roger Lear is probably considered to be one of the most important leading medical doctors to really take on this concept. And what's really interesting about Dr. Robert Lear is he had a lot of, um, he, he, you know, he had a strong interest in UFOs. So what he says within his interview is he took on this first kind of, um, this first individual told him he had something planted in his body, and he took it out kind of indicating there would potentially be a joke. And he was just doing it for fun, and he wasn't really intently doing it. And that's really kind of where it all started from here. And what I mean when I say that is he's like, okay, he took it out, he researched it, and a, there was a few things that started to come out of it. Now, if we can think about it, first of all, it's a little piece of metal, one that's really, really small, probably the, no more than the size of a match head. Now, when you place that within your body, what's happening is a lot of people are indicating there's potentially a radio frequency coming from it. Now, I watched a video today about an Inuit man in Alaska, and National Geographic did a video on him. And he had an interview, and he went through the steps in the process talking about what this tracker had been in the moment he had in his life where he didn't even want to tell his family about it. And he went into a local medical office there, and as he was going through the process, he told the doctor, hey, I have an implant within my body, and I'm not sure where it came from. Now, the doctor was a little bit leery of it and not really understanding the steps and what to do and just kind of like, okay, so he, he just uh, he approached it with kind of the open mind as a doctor in order to establish the problem and go through the procedures. And he actually called another doctor and he, he did an x-ray and this is all on TV. Now, the most interesting part about it is he took out a radio frequency wand that determined different radio frequencies. And he looked at the room and you could track it and this is all real and you can look this up on YouTube. And when it really got really interesting, he put it down in the leg where the tracking device was potentially at, and the radio frequency read 15. Now, in order to have a control, whenever you're doing research, your control just kind of shows you what the baseline is. He puts it on the other line, and he gets something as low as a 4. So for the doctor, originally, this was a shock to kind of see this. And he did it again, and he saw the same thing. So he went through the steps of going through the procedure, and as he went through the procedure, what, he, what happened is as he withdrew it, he took it out, he put it in a container, and he read it through the radio frequency again, and there was no longer a radio frequency within the tracker. And the doctor was literally stunned by it. He had no idea what happened. Now, the reason why I tell you this story 
is it kind of goes in line with what Dr. Robert Lear was done. So he was taking out these these implants for the last, um, you know, he unfortunately passed away, I think, 2000 and around 18 um, or 2019. But he'd been taking these out for about 20 years. He ended up taking out 17 of these little potential tractors that look, tractors that look like match heads. Now, as a result of doing it, he's indicating that about seven out of them look alike. But probably one of the more interesting things that came of it and there's been documentaries done where he talks about it, is during the documentary, um, Robert Lear was coming to find out that these extraterrestrial implants were inside patients, patients with a total of 36 elements, which is far greater than the industrial form of the article. So whenever we look at it, what we're seeing is that there's 36 elements. And Dr. Lear also shared that, that he also indicated that there was iso-radio um, radio like isotopes within it there was zinc 64 zinc 66 and different minerals that weren't really from this earth that led him to believe it was extraterrestrial so we get to a point where we're starting to understand what could potentially be happening so why are these trackers in people in science itself can't even really describe what it is now i think probably what's really interesting about it is if we kind of form i mean I did kind of a deep dive to determine what other technology we have that's like it. And what's really, really interesting is if we look at an article I read from the BBC called Myths and Microphone Implants, where they're actually starting to create these RF implants within people. So if you ever think about tracking your dog, that's what the RF implant is, literally. The radio frequency gives it a light ability to be tracked, and it doesn't need a lot of power. Now, whenever we look at it, what it can do is that you can place it in someone's body, even today, giving the radio frequency identity chip, and allows you to determine where your pets are, where you're doing, and sometimes potentially putting it within people. This is the microbiological technology that could potentially be happening. Now, Whenever we think about it on this scale, the real question for the UFO trackers is, is it for some kind of research? You know, what Michael Lear kind of alluded to is during 1993 to 1996, um, and I don't know where he got this study, I'm literally quoting it from the documentary, he was indicating that 2% of the population was potentially having a situation where they were being abducted. And he believed that these trackers were so far as manipulating the DNA of humans and creating a new kind of human. And this was a research study, I think, kind of coined by name John White. And within these research, he called them Homo erectus nuevo, meaning, I guess, new human. And what he was trying to indicate is potentially these trackers are creating new DNA, creating new humans that potentially could be changing it. And his logic was, look at how I was as a kid and look at the people you have now as children what the difference is now to me that really isn't logical science I think that can potentially be indicated for any generation but it's an interesting point I mean if there was anything like this but it seems like if that was the case he would have withdrawn more than 17 um, of these from from 20 people within history now that's not to say there couldn't be more it just seems like for his sample size, for what he's producing, it's rather small, and it doesn't really indicate to me that there could be enough in frequency to potentially manipulate human DNA. 
Now, his last point on it was really talking about if abductions were occurring. So he kind of goes and alludes to the simple fact that if we kind of take a killer whale out of the ocean, we track a grizzly bear. If we're tracking different animals, we're actually using similar technology for radio frequency, for research data to determine different patterns of different animals. That what if, in fact, this was actually happening to humans? That humans were a part of a research study from extraterrestrials. And by putting these RFD chipper trackers within them, they don't have to abduct you multiple times. They can only abduct you once in order to conduct the research. Now, okay, I mean, if we're going down this rabbit hole of what ifs, in my opinion, you know, it's an interesting theory. Now, I don't really know, and this is just me talking out loud. But it's like when I was a kid and I would watch Unsolved Mysteries and all these scary shows of the 90s and like shows of abduction. You think about the movie um, Fire in the Sky, which takes place in Snowflake, Arizona. It seems like abductions were a lot more common between like 1970 and like 1998. You had so many stories of abductions and now... We don't really have them as much as used to. Like, I remember watching shows, and it seemed like everybody was abducted. You know, it seemed like there was something going on. And we even had, like, the jokes and cartoons about probing. And it's like, you know, I'm thinking about, like, South Park episodes and how that has transitioned, and we don't really have that as much anymore. We don't have people coming out and saying they were abducted. But we still have these RF chips or these tracking chips in people. You know, it's like... I. I I, I did some research, and the gentleman who had it, it was in his body for 20 years, the, the gentleman who was living in Alaska. And what's really interesting about that story is he had it in his body for 20 years. And you literally see it conducting a radio frequency in his body. And once they take it out, it no longer does it. Now, the question that people have for Dr. Lear, since he's kind of the pseudo-expert on it, or the expert or the one who's done the most on it, is like, why? Why does this continuously happen, and why can you find them? Like, it seemed like if an alien race was trying to put a, tri a tracker chip inside of humans, it wouldn't be of this nature. And he was trying to indicate that potentially it's because they want to be found or because he's founding them, maybe that is insight into it. Now, I think ultimately um, this one is really hard to palate and digest. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen, and... Potentially, if you're listening to this and you found this and you did the word search, maybe it happened to you and potentially you get it taken out. But there's other people that literally have had this situation happen and you can see it online. But it's one that it's like it's really hard to understand. You know, could you potentially could we potentially be being tracked in the data from us or being absorbed into a UFO spaceship? I mean, I think that if there are potentially UFOs out there, hypothetically, and they are potentially coming to Earth, which we're having with the whistleblower and the leaker coming out and the DOD having some type of proof. If that is true, then what's not to say that we'd be potentially be being um, abducted? But what's really crazy is, like, I never see viral videos about people being abducted. I never see content about it. It's all from kind of an older time period, a time period where technology wasn't as readily available. It's like, for an example, too, this is, I talk about this a lot, but going through the experience of seeing UFOs or cow mutilations um, at a young age where I grew up on a farm and, and seeing those firsthand where you're going out and people potentially can't explain it. So 
is the frequency changing? Um, was this a phenomenon of the 90s that we don't really see anymore? I don't know, but alien implants are a potential thing or foreign implants are a potential thing that people can't explain and they do have RF frequencies. So the question is, what is it? I think probably more research and studies need to be done into it. And I think you would have to do a lot more surveys where people were comfortable giving this information because in a lot of ways people don't want to talk about it. But there is proof that someone could have something in their body that's foreign that is potentially an RF chip reader. So my advice, if you're learning about it, great. You know, if this is something that's potentially in your body and you have it, you know, you know, make a video about it, make a post about it, do something where there's more information being put there out about it so people can track it and understand it. I think the more stories we have of this, the better. And as a result of having the internet, we have the ability to track information like, like not, nowhere else in time ever before. And that potentially why we're having more frequency of seeing UFOs. So I just want to bring it to your attention. Thank you so much for listening. Please let me know if you have any suggestions and hit me up on Instagram at the master of none.